What are you having to drink tonight, Chris? I think I'm gonna. I'm gonna think I'm gonna try a drink called Crypt Keeper. <laughs> this is by a company called Grains of Wrath. Grains of Wrath <laughs> instead of Grapes of Wrath. I guess Grains <laughs> of Wrath. This ought to be sort of interesting. This Flavor. is more. This is more of a citrusy style drink. So some people don't really care for that type of stuff, but mm. I like to try it every once in a while. So I thought this would be a good choice. Grains of Wrath, Crypt Keeper. Reminds me of that weird show that used to come on. What was it called? Tales of the Crypt Keeper. Yeah. Wasn't that the name of the show? Were they movies? Or was it a show? I don't know. Maybe a show. I may have made movies. They probably did both. I don't know. But I just remember there was a character in the Crypt Keeper. Ah, this is a Crypt Keeper. <laughs> I can't speak like him. I can't do it. Yeah, he was like a puppet, right? I think like so. A mummy, yeah. Like a of a mummified person or something. Yeah. I actually found a pretty interesting article today, and it was it was about some fun facts from the Civil War. Oh yeah. So I started reading about it, and I was There's just fun intrigued. Facts yeah, well, I was just intrigued about it. <laughs> But, like, it had a lot of interesting, like, things that maybe people wouldn't normally hear about. And one of them was, uh, it was about um, the, after the Battle of Shiloh, mm-hmm. which took place in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And after the battle, they said that some of the soldiers, the wounds they had received during the battle, at night start to glow this weird blue color. Start to actually emanate, like, light. It was glowing in the dark. Right. These blue colors. They also stated that the soldiers that had these weird glowing wounds, their wounds actually healed faster <laughs> than the other soldiers. <laughs> so, of course, at the time, it was kind of this legendary thing. You know, people were, like, really weirded out by it. And it happened, and they called wow. it, they dubbed it the Miracle Angel's Glow. And that they assumed that supernatural powers had something to do with healing these men. But several years later, a lot of scientists and a lot of biologists have have kind of stated that they believe what it was actually caused it was was luminescence from a type of bacteria they may have actually had in their wounds. How would that explain so, the wounds healing fast? So, so be, be, considering the area they were in and the time of year, mm-hmm. it was very cold and might have been very muddy, so they would have been able to develop this certain type of bacteria that could actually have a luminescence to it. Mm-hmm. Now, on, t- on top of that, this particular bacteria, Fodor habdus, Fodor habdus, luminescence. Luminescence. And hmm. this bacteria apparently sort of shares a symbiotic relationship, kind of like parasitic worms. Mm-hmm. So they would have actually have gotten into some of these wounds, and in the night they would have actually been able to have been illuminated, and actually you could have seen a glow. Coming from on top of that, this particular bacteria would have also have killed off any harmful bacteria that could have actually made the wound infected or worse, and would have really? actually increased the he- healing process. <laughs> so once science gets involved, and the mystery is not as fascinating. Oh, actually, it is kind of fascinating, right. but certainly it kind of answers these questions. But you know, I never, I had never heard that story. Glow blue. They said it glowed. The wounds glowed blue. I bet that was pretty shocking to be in that. You know, but Chris, who who says that couldn't be the essence of a divine intervention? I guess it could be. It always could be. Hey, I'll tell you something interesting. Speaking of one of the one of the interesting stories they had in that mm-hmm. deals with Kentucky, and at the beginning Kentucky. of the war, apparently Kentucky was actually a neutral state. Yeah, we did not actually, actually claim that before. a side in the beginning of the war, and I don't think it was until about. 
well, it didn't actually say when, but at some point we ended up actually splitting. So we had half that was union sympathizers. Mm-hmm. They actually ended up winning the seats in Congress. Then you still had the Confederate sympathizers. They kind of formed their own government. But I didn't know that, that at the beginning we just sort of kind of All decided. within Kentucky? Right, yes. Okay. But anyways, I didn't know that at the beginning of the war we had actually just remained neutral. Mm-hmm. But you say you've heard that before. Yeah. It also says that the last person to collect a Civil War pension passed away in May 2020. Really? Yep. <laughs> no way. <laughs> wow. A Civil War pension. So so it actually states, so the, the lady's name was Irene Triplett, and she was the daughter of a Civil War veteran. Oh, okay. I got you. Who passed, so so she passed away in May 2020 at the age of 90. And Irene apparently qualified for her po- father's pension due to medical conditions. And she collected $73.13 per month since his passing <laughs> no in way. 1938. So when he passed away in 1938, she's been collecting this $73 check based off his involvement in the Civil War. That's kind of fascinating. That's insane. Wow, I didn't know that. I wonder when when the last Civil War veterans would have actually lived. Like, what, what was the early... So a guy now by the name of Albert Henry Wilson was the last known surviving member of the Civil War. He was a Union. He was part of the Union Army. And he passed away in 1956. Wow. I even got a picture of him with, like, an award. Think wow. of how much change he would have seen. It would have been pretty... Sure, it would have been pretty overwhelming at times, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Albert Henry Wilson. Fascinating. 1956. And he was born in 1850. Oh, Albert. We're so sorry, Uncle Albert. <laughs> We're so sorry. Hands across the water. So I, I was re- So I saw this thing the other day that was very disturbing mm-hmm. and kind of interesting i guess you could say have you ever heard of something called butt hash (laughs) no (laughs) b-u-t-t butt hash so apparently this is a no i've never heard of this so apparently this is a a way that people can get high (laughs) as human beings we are so we are so desperate to get a high (laughs) that apparently we have resorted to something called butt hash (laughs) It's real. You can look it up. So apparently, th- to give the brief explanation, how butt hash is even made, mm-hmm. it's essentially Scraped somebody. Off the sidewalk. So it's <laughs> I-, I do believe it's a lot of homeless people use it, but I, n- I don't know. I mean, I guess other people do it also. Oh, yeah. But anyway, so essentially, the way you make butt hash would be like somebody <laughs> would. I-, I can't make this up. This is the way it's done. You would shit and piss into a mason jar or something similar. And then you would, like, cover it with something like a <laughs> balloon or something over the opening. Okay. And then you let it sit in the sun for so long. <laughs> so, essentially what happens is... Right. So, essentially what happens is gases, this this uh, methane right. or whatever is being released from this. Oh, no. From this, you know, and so, the balloon is capturing it, I'm assuming. Right. So, oh, like, I guess no. it just creates... It just enhances oh, the heat. No. It contains it. Who and then figured people that will out, actually, like, People will, like, huff the methane and the gas is coming off of this and that's how they get high. So they huff their own stank. The theirs, or I guess somebody else's. I don't know. I'm, oh, just, I'm, no. I'm trying to imagine 
a, a drug dealer it's marketed a, a drug dealer who sells butt hash. There's and I just imagine grades. this horrific scene of like he's got this room with all these shelves <laughs> full of mason jars and they're labeled different things. You know, one says <laughs> White Castle Crave Case. <laughs> one says Nacho Fajita Jalisco. Oh, vegetables. The other one says Wendy's Chili. And it's just like all these different, it's all these different, like, different, you know, concoctions he's made. And, like, he'll be selling it. Like, somebody's selling it, saying, hey, man, hey, man, you got any of my stuff, man? Shit, man. Do I got your stuff? Man, you. Oh, they're a fiend. Listen, listen. Last night, I brewed up a batch. Oh, no. Hey, listen, man, listen. Are you wanting to talk to God tonight? No, no. What? No way, man. No, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. He doesn't want to go This shit. I mean, no pun intended. This shit <laughs> will fucking wipe your mind. You won't remember who you are the next day. No way, man. I don't believe you. Okay, listen up. Listen up. I'll tell you how I made it. Oh, Bud Ice. Chris. <laughs> Bud Ice. A couple of, about, no. about three to four hard-boiled eggs. Oh. I drank about a half a gallon <laughs> Of whole milk. <laughs> a bologna sandwich. <laughs> Two bologna sandwiches. <laughs> and a can of Hormel's chili. Dude, how much? Listen, it's going to be premium payment. But believe me when I say one huff, that's all it's going to take. Wipe your mind completely. You start a new... I call it restart the system. <laughs> I call it greasy mustard gas. <laughs> mustard gas. Get you some. Oh no, God! I mean, seriously, what like, would something on the market go for like that? I don't. I have no idea. Man. I have no idea. How do you charge somebody for that? <laughs> hey, I shit in this mason jar. Well, you don't. Let's. I mean, if you if do you, you want to. If you analyze the operation, I mean, there's not a lot of capital that's put up front. <laughs> I mean, let's face it. Look, Most as long of as you've got... is free. Hey, <laughs> hey, you can make it yourself, right? As long as you have healthy bowel movements, you've got a regular <laughs> supply, right? I mean, seriously. I'm like, maybe somebody just Talk figured out. Talk about the out. microeconomics on it. <laughs> somebody figured out. Look, people will do anything to get a high nowadays, right? So I figured out that there's these chemicals and there's these fumes and gases that the are released from our waste. It'll get you high if you huff enough of it. Hey, look, it's it's inexpensive. It's um, eco-friendly, <laughs> <laughs> biodegradable. Right? <laughs> it doesn't require me to consume a lot. You got a green deal. Right? <laughs> oh my god! It's recyclable. <laughs> It's good for the. It kind of made, made wonder, like you know, how people make compost, right? They make like compost, right? And right. if you ever been around like a compost like container or anything like that, like it'll let off a lot of heat. Yeah, all the yeah, gases yeah. Stuff in there. I wonder if you can get like high off of a compost pile or whatnot. I mean, I don't yeah, know if that's the same. I don't know if that, how, that's how it works. Well, now you're talking microeconomics. <laughs> now you're talking going big. mass producing, right? Right, <laughs> mass production. I work at the butt hash plant. What do y'all do all day? We just, well, we basically, they feed us. We they feed us all day. All day. <laughs> they feed us <laughs> shit all day, and we just sit around and shit in jars. <laughs> Holy cow. Oh, no. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of some crazy antics. Yeah. So, 
actually for a short period of time, I say about four months, I worked at an Amazon um, <laughs> warehouse. And so, like, um, you know, it was where everything would come to be, all these different items people would buy. I would come to this warehouse, mm-hmm. and then over time, like, stuff would be, orders would be put together and shipped out, right? It was just yeah. like, it was just like a, a pass-through warehouse, or what do you want to call it? Mm-hmm. Like a hub. Yeah, like a hub. Mm-hmm. Um, but I worked there, and um, I just remember there were some crazy things that happened in there. Like, people, <laughs> people would do crazy shit. And it would baffle me. <laughs> like, it, it, at the time it baffled me. Nowadays it doesn't baffle me at all. I'm just like, okay. <laughs> learned. I just understand human beings now. But anyways, uh-huh. just to give you an example. Like, one time they caught people, they caught a couple fucking in a gay lord <laughs> that we had there. So, like, okay, it was a big, big, we had this big gay lord that we would throw all this, like, garbage in or whatever, <laughs> you know, empty boxes or whatever in. They and couldn't these, wait. These people had, like, <laughs> snuck inside of it. Like, I guess it was deep enough. They thought they were hidden. Ugh. But the thing about this warehouse was some of the areas had multi-floors yeah, stacked okay. up on each other. So somebody <laughs> happened to be up on one of the upper floors, looked down, and just saw these people going at it in the damn cardboard Gaylord. Right. Making OnlyFans videos. Wow. No, this is before OnlyFans. <laughs> oh. But on top of that, so, like, you know, because, I mean, Amazon sells everything. Right. right? So, obviously, <laughs> we had... We had a lot of sex toys that came through there, right? And you would always know it's a sex yeah. toy because it'd be wrapped in some, like, just, you know. Discreet. Just, just black <laughs> packaging, you know. You could tell somebody tore a hoe trying to look in there oh. or whatever, you know. It was always like, you knew it was some dirty, dirty toy. Like, okay, somebody's going to shit. But apparently they had a they had a big problem with people, like, sneaking some of the sex toys out. <laughs> and it was a big deal because apparently they had call, had had to call plumbing services several times because in the men's restroom <laughs> i guess certain employees would sneak these sex toys out use them really and then try to flush them down the toilet <laughs> and it would like clog the toilet up and ruin it or whatever and they had to bring call in like plumbing and that's stuff that's not eco-friendly either <laughs> i'm just like so somebody was sitting here stocking a shelf they pulled out this black bag no. and they just they had it like i had to look i got to see what this is they looked <laughs> at know. it Oh, and it, and they were just like, wait a minute! I didn't even know they made these. <laughs> and they thought about all day long. They thought about. It. They kept yeah, it on their cart. Yeah, they didn't touch it for a while. They didn't like, put it in. The I'm gonna put yet. this one up later. And they just thought about it for a while. And they sat there and looked at it. And they're like, you know what? I'm gonna do it. Fuck I, it. I'm gonna I do it. I know the newest model was out. I wasn't aware. <laughs> I've got to try it. I've got to go for it. Hey, hey, Rod. Hey, look. Can you make sure the security guards don't see me sneaking this package out? Yeah, I'll let you try it after I'm done yeah. with it. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> yes, Amazon. That was a, that was interesting. Wow. I saw that the, apparently there's some there's some crazy stuff kind of going on with Amazon. There's oh, apparently yeah. a bunch of workers that are have trying are trying to unionize. Oh, I guess there's been a lot of things that have happened, That's especially the word in the you pandemic, don't right? And it's been a pretty big deal. Mm-hmm. So apparently, it was found out that Amazon at this particular near this particular plant they had, mm-hmm. there was a bunch of workers that had lined up outside of it on the streets, mm-hmm. and they were kind of like you know, as workers and some people were coming in, they were passing out information, talking to them, trying to get people to join them, unionize with them. Uh-huh. Well, apparently, they were kind of lined up near the stoplight where a lot of people would come in, and they would as people would stop at the stoplight, they'd walk up and like. Talk to them and stuff. These, mm-hmm. these people protest or strike. Right. People have gone on strike. Mm-hmm. Um, so apparently Amazon, <laughs> the stoplight, changed the timing on the stoplight so people wouldn't stop there as much. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I'm like, that's kind of corrupt. 
Because, you know, you want to talk about people's rights. I'm like, it's, right, it's a right to, like, <laughs> strike, right? It's, a, it's their right to strike and unionize, right? It's their, it's their rights. To do that, uh, and I'm like, oh, my! Like, so they, so they literally, they figured out how, how can we, who do we call up, change the stoplight so people yeah. won't stop as long, and they'll keep <laughs> moving, so we don't have, so we can, we'll stop them from protesting us. Man, Amazon is such a love hate kind of thing because man, <laughs> you gotta admit their service is awesome though. It is. I'm like, I hate them because I'm like, you pieces of shit. <laughs> I'm like, you know, Jeff Bezos, you piece of shit. You know, you, you got trillions of dollars, and you're not spending on the rest of the world. But, man, I love my two-day shipping. <laughs> shit. I love my Amazon music. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm a piece Chris, of shit. Chris, you're such an I'm American. contributing to the problem. You're such an American. Those poor workers out there striking, I'm contributing to their their suffering right now. Because guess what? I'm still just buying shit. Like, man, fucking Amazon. <laughs> so, anyways, um, add that to cart, add that. Yeah, you know, it's addicting. It's like right. a drug. Right. It was it just is. so easy. It is, and that's what everybody loves, right? Convenience. Don't, don't they even have it now to where you you don't even have to go to like you don't have to go to the shopping cart anymore? No, like now on a lot, item, lot of things now you just buy right now, buy now, right? Boom, and it's already set up. Everything's gone through. You bought they the item. They perfected it. Chris. Move on, right? They perfected it. <laughs> I mean, it's it's it's, it's sad because it's like the it's things, the it's things that we hate, like the things that we recognize as being like like a like a sickness. For mankind, no. we also recognize that we're addicted to it. Also, yeah, we're like, oh my god, we can't stop though, right? They know what they know what what sales. They know. <laughs> they know well, what I mean, we want. it's just reality, right? At the same time, it's also kind of part of the game too, right? It's I also guess kind so. of part of the game because you want to utilize and use things in the cheapest way possible. That's how the world runs. So why not take certain principles from it and use them to help you? Well, it's like everybody wants things now, right? Right. There's no patience. Yeah. Now, I'm not waiting. I'm not waiting a week to get my shit. <laughs> I want it now. I want it now. It's my money, and I want it now. <laughs> Those are some goofy ass commercials, man. <laughs> it's my money, and I want it now. I love it. I love it. So going back to our childhood, yep. do you remember a game called Twisted Metal? Yeah. Twisted Metal. PlayStation, right? The original PlayStation. I, I'm pretty sure it was a maybe even a PlayStation only, but yeah, it came out when the original PlayStation. Twisted Metal. Twisted Metal. Mm-hmm. So for anybody that's not familiar, Twisted Metal it's kind of was a, cool a game. game. It was actually a pretty fascinating game, actually, the mm-hmm. concept was, but it basically it was it had it was Twisted it was, Metal. It was almost kind of like an arena style game. Right. But you but your your fighters were these vehicles, they were these cars. Mm-hmm. And all there were these different types of vehicles, you know, it'd be semi trucks, you know, taxi cabs, police cars, whatever. But they were all souped up with these different types of weaponry. Right. So it was kind of like this like Mad Max demolition feel, derby. like a demolition derby, but right. it was more like it was like life or death type demolition mm-hmm. derby. And yeah, like it's pretty it was, badass, it was pretty cool. So you'd play the game, and it would be like you would first all these other you know, souped up characters, monster cars, and these different characters. And each car had like these unique characters. Right. That would associate with them. They were usually kind of bizarre people and disturbed individuals. <laughs> but one of the most famous, Naturally. most notary one is the kind of the main person is called Sweet Tooth. His <laughs> yeah. name was called Sweet Tooth, and he was right. like this clown. And he and then most of the time they betrayed him he with had the like ice flaming. Cream truck. Right. He had this giant <laughs> ice cream truck that would like you know could shoot missiles and Gatling guns and stuff right. out of it. Was, but he was this kind of like you know crazy clown that had this giant grin and he had a lot of times they portrayed him with like flaming hair. He had like yeah. this flaming red yeah. hair or whatever. It was crazy. But I remember we loved the games as kids. 
because our cousins always had the 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 twisted metals. They right. had the PlayStation. I always right. had. They even had PlayStation Two. I think there the was last, a lot of the last one that I remember coming out was Twisted Metal Black. It was called a game called Twisted yeah. Metal Black. I remember that, and it was like probably one of the darkest ones of the whole sure. series. It was pretty. It was pretty dark, but. But we loved it though. It was fun to play. Mm-hmm. You could like destroy things. Of course, you were blowing up cars, driving around. It was fun or whatever. So apparently, I saw that they're they're going to come out with a maybe a live action version of this. I don't know if it's a TV show Ooh, or a that movie. Would be cool. or Twisted Metal. Mm-hmm. That would be interesting. And I was kind of like, yes. Yeah. So I'm like, it's one of those fun things. That, like if you think about it, since games have evolved. I haven't seen another Twisted Metal since probably PlayStation no, 2. not to my recollection. Which is kind of weird, mm-hmm. because it was a good game. It was, it was fairly popular. Well, those, there like was obviously enough that somebody wants to make a, a live-action show about mm-hmm. it. So I'm, I'm kind of confused at why nobody's ever picked up the mantle to keep moving those games forward. I'd love to see a new Twisted Metal. I think it'd be fascinating to see what they could do with modern games, right? Or modern, modern games consoles mm-hmm. and things, right? As we're going into the next era... Right. Yeah, I'm curious because sometimes there's there's some really weird things that can happen with certain properties. So Twisted Metal, like the brand itself, may be kind of in limbo. Sometimes Think some so. of these, yeah, sometimes like these gaming franchises get lost in limbo due to some kind of weird licensing deal or something, you know, going sideways. I Maybe wonder, like whoever was driving that before, like it's just kind of out. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like the company was sold. Even if so, acquired. why is nobody wanted to pick up that? game and be like, hey, I'll be the next one to start yeah, producing Twisted Because they do it all the whatever. time. Right, a lot of companies, right. So know, let's say so-and-so games. fades out and they're no more, but this, you know, this, this trademark, this series that you started, Classic somebody series. could buy it up, right? Mm-hmm. And say, so, hey, I'll buy it up and my company will make the next Twisted Metal, right? Yeah, See, absolutely. Done before. I don't know. It'd be fascinating. I think with a new, if a possibility of some live action show or movie comes... Mm-hmm. Maybe it'll spark interest that was, again. Right, that would be a great opportunity. Hey, that's a great selling opportunity to make a game to release with your next live action thing or whatever. Well, it's kind of like Mortal Kombat right now. Right, right. You've got you've got a new Mortal Kombat movie coming out. Think about it. You've had Netflix started a Witcher series, yeah. right? People love the yeah. Witcher games. I mean, it's just like a lot of video games are starting to come to fruition mm-hmm. in movies. They've done it before in the past. It's always been very iffy little, in the past. A the lot edges. of games have been tempted to be brought to film mm-hmm. and have not exactly been successful. Actually, there was a Witcher TV show based off the Witcher books mm-hmm. that came out in 2002, believe it or not. But it wasn't called The Witcher. It was called The Hexer. <laughs> but it had the same character. Knock it had Geralt of Rivia in it. Oh, okay. And it had the same... Yeah. And it was played by Michael Zabrowski. Dude. Anyways... Like I was saying, so there's been attempts before in the past that mm-hmm. have been kind of lackluster, but it seems like things are getting better. Mm-hmm. You know, certainly some of these movies and things are coming out and TV shows, and they're actually becoming pretty successful. I think they're being taken more seriously. Right. They know that, like, hey, there's a legitimate audience and people who will, like, right. love this type of stuff. You know, it's a great opportunity. But we got to so, do it right. Though. Right, we got to do it right. We've got to give the fans justice, right? Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. Well, Chris, that's a good note to go out on. Absolutely, man. All right. Well, as always, we'll meet again this time next week. All right, man. I'll see you then. All right, everybody. Stay true. Stay real. Stay righteous.